The struggle is on to beat opioid addiction, just one of many substances that can lock a person up for the rest of their life. But to get more prescription painkillers to feed a habit, now the report people are hurting their own pets. It's a desperate method, harming your own pet and taking their meds for your habit. Coming out of a study of veterinarians in Colorado, a number of animal doctors say they're coming across patients they suspect of injuring pets to obtain drugs for themselves. When a human being is hurting an animal and requests a certain drug at a certain dose, veterinarians are immediately suspicious. It's nothing new, getting your fix wherever you can, No way addiction will end anytime soon. But if you need help, cry out to the Lord. Find a church where you can hear his word preached and be open about your struggles. There is hope. There is new life in Jesus. Welcome to Haven Today and a program called Saving a Life. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. This has been a challenging week for my wife and me as We remember that 20 years ago, our son, Jeff, died from a drug overdose. In a moment, we're going to meet up with a father and son team who both work at WDCX Radio out of Buffalo, New York. The station actually covers the third largest market in North America, Toronto. Neil is a radio host. He's also a pastor. And his son, Zach, works behind the scenes. But when Zach was in high school, Neil knew something had changed with his son but he couldn't put a finger on it until he got an email from someone who knew Zach. Out of the blue, I got an email from one of Zach's former friends that said, Mr. Boron, I don't know if this is proper or not for me to say this or if you even want to be hearing from me, but you need to know that your son is addicted to drugs. That's Neil Boron sharing about his son Zach's addiction to opioids. It is a challenging story, but I've got to tell you, it's a story of redemption that I know will bring you hope. So stay with me to hear how Christ showed up and brought hope and healing to that family in Buffalo, New York. After the program, if you or someone you know is trying to get free from addiction, call us. And for your gift to the ministry, I'd like to send you the book that Janet and I wrote called Saving a Life, How We Found Courage When Death Rescued Our Son. Saving a Life will show you the only ultimate answer to addiction is intervention by God's Holy Spirit. Sounds too easy, and yet I believe it's true. You can read more about the book if you visit haventoday.org after the program, haventoday.org. And while you're there, check out our Great Stories podcast, where Janet and I talk more about the loss of our son and how the Lord saw us through the grief. You can also call us after the program at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. And we keep hearing from so many listeners about the special book called Then Sings My Soul, a devotional book telling the backstories of 150 great hymns of the Christian faith. I'll share more about that later, and you might even want to consider getting multiple copies to give away. But now let's start the program with Hallelujah for the Cross from the Newsboys. To the hill of Calvary My Savior went courageously And there he bled and died for me Hallelujah 
upon the cross And on that day the world was changed A final perfect lamb was slain Let earth and heaven now proclaim Hallelujah for the cross Hallelujah for the war he fought Love has won, death has lost the souls he bought, hallelujah for the cross. What good I have done could never save my debt too great for deeds to pay. But God, my Savior, made a way, hallelujah for the cross. A slave to sin, my life. Was bound, but all my chains fell to the ground when Jesus' blood came flowing down. Hallelujah for the cross! Hallelujah for the war he fought. Love has won, death has lost. Hallelujah for the souls he. This hope will guide me into death. Hallelujah for the cross. Hallelujah for the war he fought. Love has won. Death has lost. Hallelujah for the souls he fought. Hallelujah for the cross. This is Haven Today, and we have a very serious week of programs for you. And on this program today, I want us to go to Toronto and Buffalo, New York, and I want us to talk to a father and a son. Now, if you're listening to us on WDCX, you already know I'm talking about Neil Boren and his son, Zach. Neil Boren live every afternoon on the radio. Zach, though, is behind the microphone behind the glass, and he's the producer of the program, and yet we're switching places. So first of all, Neil, host of an afternoon talk show on Christian radio in the third largest market in North America, welcome to Haven Today. Thank you, Charles. So great to be with you. Zach, you never get to talk, but I'm just going to say welcome to Haven Today to you for the very first time. Well, I appreciate it. I'm happy to be on mic today. So we're kind of doing a little role reversal, but I'll tell you what let's do first. Neil, you were a pastor. You've also uh, had that under your belt as well, along with being a talk show host, yes. uh, a very good talk show host, too. Why don't you give us the short version from a dad's perspective, and then we'll talk to Zach. 
just go ahead and talk to me. You know, this is such a, a tricky topic to talk about, and yet it's real. We've had many conversations on the air about people who are struggling with opiates, with addictions of all kinds, really, but especially now opiate addiction. And, uh, you know, over the years, because we, we love Jesus, because we were church attenders, we never thought uh, that something like this would affect our home. So when our son, Zach, who at the time was in his late teens, was beginning to exhibit behavior that we didn't quite understand, we weren't sure what we were dealing with. I mean, here's a kid who loved baseball and loved to kind of play catch with dad and that kind of thing, all of a sudden saying he didn't like baseball, didn't want to play catch, didn't want to have go out for steak with me. And and we were wondering, what is, what's happening with him? He, his friends changed, and all of a sudden he was hanging out with different people. There was cars in our driveway that we didn't recognize, and we began to get very concerned. He was losing weight. He was coming and going at odd hours, and, and we began really to just pray for him, saying we're not sure if he's just going through kind of the teen crisis a lot of kids go through and if he's not interested in the things of God because, you know, his heart's just grown cold for a time. But we prayed, and, and we were asking God to, to intervene, but, you know, the, the situation began to get worse. And let me just uh, break in here for a minute, Neil. Having been in the same place you've been in, it's kind of hard. Drugs doesn't always come into your mind as a parent, even though you're seeing changes in behavior. And it Not sounds like that was the case with you and your wife. Yeah, we we never thought that it could be drugs. Uh, you know, we thought that there was something emotional going on. You know, Zach's a, a kid who feels deeply, and he's got real heart behind him. So when he speaks, it means something. And we just didn't know if he'd been hurt somehow or, you know, if there was something else going on in his life. But we never thought it was drugs, not even for a minute. For a time, it looked like he was just getting in shape because, you know, he's always been fairly physically fit, but he was getting thinner, and, uh, and, and then, it, then it got to a place where it started to look critical, and we were thinking, what in the world mm. is happening? Mm. His emotional state was changing in such a way that at times I wondered if he was even suicidal, and we began to pray fervently for Zach, and then, then later desperately because <laughs> we weren't sure what was going on in his life, and I had just left serving as a senior pastor and returned to radio, my position here at WDCX, and we, we went to this major festival, this major Christian festival that, that Zach and our kids, our three of our kids had been a part of since they were little, and there we were in this place where everyone was supposed to be having fun, but we were watching Zach kind of melt down in the middle of it, and he hmm. wasn't participating hmm. in all the things he'd done previously, and uh, he was very aloof. So we prayed, and out of the blue, I got a, an email from one of Zach's former friends that said, Mr. Boron, I don't know if this is proper or not for me to say this or if you even want to be hearing from me, but you need to know that your son is addicted to drugs, and I'm, cons mm. you know, I'm concerned for mm. his life. Well, my heart began to mm. pound. I, I wondered whether or not I should tell my wife. Typically, I would have, but we were away as a family, and we had another day and a half or so to go on this little mini vacation at this major festival, and I thought, I'm just going to wait till we get home, and then we'll address this. But thank God I now know what it is. And mm. knowing that, that he was addicted mm. to, to drugs, I began to cry out in my heart to God. I was in shock, and I was fearful for my son's life because this email indicated that he was deeply involved in drugs. And, and this former friend was saying, look, you need to know your son's in trouble. Mm. Later that evening, my wife and I spent time in prayer for Zach, and I still didn't tell her. But we were literally that evening concerned that he was suicidal. I had asked him to play catch with me. He wasn't interested. I, you know, we asked him if he wanted to have dinner with us. He wasn't interested. The one thing he did do was he came to the Newsboys concert that final evening at Kingdom Bound 2008. And um, 
as we're standing in this main auditorium uh, with 15,000 people, there's, there's verses scrolling on the screen from previous days' devotionals where they had said, hey, folks, here's the devotional for today, and there's thousands of campers there and, and participants. Mm-hmm. And, and I was looking at those verses, and in my mind, being a, a communicator and stuff, I was thinking, why do they have the previous day's verses? Why don't they just put today's up? Can't somebody, can't somebody get this straight? And what I didn't mm-hmm. realize was that God was using those verses to begin to break down the walls in Zach's heart. And as the first song from the Newsboys began, and we've been a Newsboys family all our life, we, we love their music, uh, but as that first song started rolling, it was something beautiful. And, uh, it, you mm-hmm. know, the basic words yes. are, I, I want to start it over. I want a new beginning. I want to start mm-hmm. again. And God was speaking to Zach's heart. We couldn't see it. We didn't know it. But he was saying, I need to change. I need to be different. That evening, we got back to our cabin, and I looked Zach in the eye for the first time in a long time. He, he refused to look me in the eye because he was afraid I would mm. see his pupils and know that something was going on. And as right. I looked him in the eye, I said, Zach, hey, how about you and I get away this weekend, just me and you, because there's some things that I'd like to share with you and talk about. And he knew at that moment that I was on to him, that something, you know, I had discovered something. That you knew, yes. And he said, Dad, why don't we just talk right now? And I said, I knew, I knew God was doing something. And that night, sitting by the fire, Zach came clean. He opened up uh, about how he got in that position, what led him to use drugs in the first place, the fact that he was addicted. He told me every bit of the story. And as he was telling me, he was repenting, and he was calling out to Jesus. And he gave his life Mm. to Christ Mm. that night. Mm. Neil Boron, WDCX. Stay with us. Let's go to the guy who normally isn't heard on the radio, and that's... Zach, your son. Zach, uh, I'll just let you tell the story from your side and share with us. Yeah, so having grown up in a Christian household, I knew right from wrong. I knew what what I was saved from when Jesus died on the cross, but I never made it my own. I never, I never owned it. So I went through life, you know, I was a jock. I played baseball, basketball, football. I was popular. I was well-liked. And in high school, I felt like king of the hill, and I had an identity. Mm. I had friends, I had mm. people that loved me and liked me. And, and looked up to you, too. Yeah, and I felt safe. And when I left high school, I lost that identity. I lost my sense of purpose because it was all wrapped up in sports and friends and going to parties and those kinds of things. And it was in high school that I made a terrible decision to get involved with someone relationally. And that person ended up breaking my heart, and it just sent me on a downward spiral. And on top of losing my identity in sports... When I left high school, I felt like I truly had nothing. Mm. And so I began this downward spiral into depression, and I was in a bad spot. And one night in my parents' house, I was rummaging through their, their uh, medicine cabinet for, I don't even remember what, but I found an old bottle of Percocets that had been there okay. from dental surgery of some kind. And I had heard my friends talking about them, you know, recreational use, whatever. So I took two pills, and I immediately felt nothing. I felt no pain. I felt no depression. Mm. I felt like I was sitting on the clouds. And I knew in that moment I never wanted to not have that feeling. All I wanted in life was to feel that feeling every single minute of every single day. Mm. And that's when the enemy put his hooks into my heart and began dragging me away from what I had grown up knowing. And it progressed from there. I, I took that whole bottle, eventually slowly, two at a time, two at a time, then three at a time, and then the bottle was gone. And I needed more. I had to have more. Wow. So I started reaching out to some of my friends in the neighborhood and eventually got connected. Again, I grew up in the suburbs. It was hardly ever in the city. But I got connected with a friend of mine who had a dealer downtown. And so <laughs> I got in the car and I drove down to the middle of the ghetto around 10 o'clock at night, pitch black, completely out of my element, mm. 
with sixty dollars mm. in my pocket, and I was buying drugs on the side of the road in the ghetto. Mm. And I never thought I would ever get to that place, but I'll tell you what, it gave me my new sense of identity. I was now the tough guy. I was now the druggie. That became who I wanted to be. I was no longer the jock, didn't really care about sports anymore. This was my new thing. And I wanted power, more or less. And the enemy began again, sinking more claws into me. Well, now you know, now I have an identity. I can build on this. I can sell more drugs. I can do more drugs. And the whole time, my parents having no idea what I was really doing, because I also became really good at hiding things. I became a master liar and manipulator. <laughs> and so all my friends from high school were these clean-cut, great guys that I completely pushed out of my life, and I welcomed in, I hate to say it, but the riffraff, the drug addicts, the, the thugs, and that's who I began, began hanging out with. <laughs> and so as my addiction progressed, I started stealing. I, I would take money from my parents at times. I would rip off my friends who, you know, they would give me money to go buy drugs, and I'd say, sorry, I lost it, and I would just buy the drugs for mm. myself. At one point, I was over $1,000 in debt and had no idea where I was going to turn for the money. I was constantly looking over my shoulder, wondering if the guy I owed the money to was coming after me. And I was in a really, really bad spot. And one night, five of my friends had given me money. It was over $400 to buy pills. And I went downtown, and I actually did get robbed. My dealer took my money, said, don't worry, I'll be right back. Meet me around the corner. And I'm sitting in my purple Isuzu Trooper, waiting for him to come back. Hmm. And wouldn't you know... My brother had been in the car earlier that day, and there was a Newsboys CD in the CD player. And I, had, I was listening to all kinds of rap and not Newsboys at the time. Right. But I turned it on, and it reminded me of what my roots were. The song Shine came on. I remember, remember as a kid dancing wow. in the living room to the song Shine. Wow. And God began stirring my heart, saying, I want you to come home. Just like the prodigal son, I'm waiting for you. And the second you turn around, I'm going to run towards you. But my heart wasn't ready yet. Little did I know that in that moment, God was beginning another work in my heart that would eventually lead to the freedom that I found in Jesus. But my addiction, again, continued to spiral downward, and towards the end, I was taking over 20 pills a day, and I was just an absolute wreck. And I needed hope. I needed freedom. And as my dad said, it came that night at Kingdom Bound as God was stirring my heart with scrolling devotionals. As I was reading the screen, sober because my dealer had not picked up his phone that day the devotionals were something to the effect of do you need a fresh start <clears throat> is god calling you to a new life is he calling you to change and god was just tearing the doors down in my heart just wanting so badly to get in and he began softening me and softening me and finally that night i just said i'm done i need i need freedom <clears throat> and it was amazing to see how quickly god came and set me free praise the lord Neil, you can rejoice that the Lord broke through, and yet it's still hard. And there are people that are right in the middle of it right now listening. Would you mind praying for those that are addicted or maybe parents that are listening uh, right now that have someone they love close to them, and yet they don't know what to do? Do you mind taking us to the throne of grace? I would be happy to. Lord God, I thank you for the miracle that we saw in our son's life 10 years ago, when you moved a mountain in his life, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but you came to give us life and life more abundant. And I thank you for the powerful evidence of what you accomplished that day. And we will continue to lift up your name, Lord Jesus, because all hope is found in you. And Lord, I pray for parents, individuals uh, who are struggling with this issue. It may be 
children involved. It may be the parents who are struggling themselves with some form of addiction. Lord, you know our hearts. You know exactly what's going on. But I know that you are more powerful than the enemy, that you are not concerned about his plan to destroy our lives because, God, you're the one who came to give us hope. And I thank you, Lord, that when we turn to you, the enemy has to flee. When we call out to you, when we bring you into the equation, the enemy can have nothing to do with the situation. So I pray in Jesus' name for those who are in bondage today, that the chains of their addiction would be broken, that, that the hope that they've placed in some substance or some relationship or some situation in their life, Lord, that it would be exposed for what it is and seen to be false in light of the fact that you are what we need. God, I thank you that you are not only the way, you are the truth and you are the life. So you make a way out of the wilderness that we find ourselves in. Lord, you can handle the truth of our situation because you, in fact, are truth. And when we call out to you, you bring light into darkness. You're the truth that we need to see us through any circumstance. And we thank you for what you can and will accomplish for your glory. God, do these things for your glory as you build your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Neil Boron and Zach Boron, thank you guys for just sharing your life with us here today on Haven Today. You're welcome. It was our privilege. Yesterday, my wife Janet and I shared how the Lord used that song, Before the Throne of God, to minister to us on the Sunday after our son died from a drug overdose. We even had it sung by Steve Ragsdale at our son's funeral. And I'm so thankful for Neil and Zach Boren opening up with us today and talking about the challenge Zach had with drugs and addiction. This is Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris, and the program is called Saving a Life. Just before we go, I want to share another story of hope from Pamela. She lives in Southern California. Like so many, she had a workplace accident, and they gave her painkillers. And soon, a little wasn't enough, and she wanted more and more. Financially, she lost her savings in the crash of 2008, and to mask the pain of her loss, she started using pills more and more. I was out of control. What happens is, is, is it not only kills the pain of your injury, but it also takes over your life. And you're like in la-la land half the time. I stopped cold turkey on my own. There was no help. Workman's cough gave me no help. I had alienated my family and all my friends. I'm a senior citizen to boot, so I, it's a little embarrassing to be admitting this. And I decided that I wanted to recommit my life back to Christ because I felt so alone. I was suffering terribly. I thought I was going to die. And four months into the recovery, alone with only my dog, I finally gave it up, fell to my knees, and asked Christ, why have you left me? And he told me at that point, at that moment, Pamela, I've never left you. I have never left you. I've always been there for you. Will you come home? And I just said, yes, Lord, I promise you can get me through this for the rest of my life. I dedicate my life to you. Well, here it is three years later. I'm still a woman of God, still trying to get this testimony out without crying, which uh, it's a little difficult still, but during the recovery, it was awful, but God was with me. I give all the glory to God. I could not have done it without Him, and I am committed for the rest of the days that I live on this planet Earth. I will do what I can to share Christ and give Him the glory. Anyway, thanks for listening. Have a great day, and God bless. Pamela, thank you for opening up with us today and sharing with everyone the victory you found in Jesus Christ. 
No addict and no family can walk through the pain of addiction alone. Pamela, Zach, Neil, my wife and me, sharing how we only made it with the help of Christ alone. We believe our late son is with the Lord today. And we shared that on the program. You can go back and listen to earlier programs from this week on our website. And we also have this book that we wrote called Saving a Life. We wrote it after our son died from an overdose. But we didn't want to write a book full of cliches and false hope. We wanted to show how Jesus is always here when we hurt. The book is an honest look into the raw and ugly pain that addiction can bring. But as you read... You'll see how the Lord led us and drew near to us in a very real way that only the Holy Spirit could orchestrate. Saving a life will remind you that grace is for people struggling with addiction, as well as the ones who are praying for the addicts. Would you call us right now? The book is Saving a Life, and the number to call is 800-654-2836. 800-654-2836. 2836, or go online and make your gift at haventoday.org. That's one word, haventoday.org. And I mentioned it earlier, but let me just remind you again, we still have Robert Morgan's Then Sings My Soul for your gift to the ministry. In a devotional way, this special book shares stories of 150 hymns, and it includes the sheet music and lyrics. I know you'll be blessed to read it and even sing along the praises of God. Don't just get a copy for yourself. Get copies to give away. Learn more when you visit haventoday.org, or especially if you want more copies, call us at 800-65-HAVEN. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again together we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. your encouragement and your walk with Jesus. I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. One of the greatest joys of raising children is the opportunity we get to impart wisdom. Of course, it's not a guarantee that our kids will always listen to what we have to say. The book of Proverbs is like this. It knows that we need wisdom, but it also knows that we need help to stay on the path of wisdom. The teacher in Proverbs 22 says, Hear the words of the wise that apply your heart to my knowledge. Christ has become our wisdom. He's our Savior. So how do we get it? We listen to Jesus. We apply our hearts to his knowledge. We follow in his footsteps. Wisdom is found in humble submission to Jesus Christ. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchored.com.